like 70% of the time a pretty clean eater. You know, I like to try to eat veggies and like good fats and protein and stuff. But then there's that 30% of the time where like I might eat a whole cake, you know? And <laughs> it's just that's the way it is. Welcome to this very special West Coast edition of Hot Takes on a Plate here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. I'm Rob Patrone, host of Hot Takes on a Plate, where you get to eavesdrop on the ultimate food fights as I debate my culinary world friends and other eating enthusiasts in their areas of expertise. And what you're hearing right now is being recorded in Los Angeles, California. I am actually poolside at Hotel Angelino off the 405. You might hear a little music here and there in the background. There's a speaker behind me. Got a nice little breeze here recording this mid-February. It's uh, chillier than I thought it would be, but all good, better than New York right now this time of year. And sitting across from me is a gentleman I've gotten to know over the phone, text, email the past few months. But actually, this is the first time we're meeting face-to-face. Hello. My guest is former NFL offensive lineman and current television producer and renaissance man, Darian Weems. Darian, good to see you. Hello there, Rob. How are we doing? Good, good, good. Thanks for making time. Of um, course. You're poolside here, the chilly poolside, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a, a sweatshirt and a jacket. Yeah, it's important. Let the people know how we're really living poolside here in L.A., sweatsuits <laughs> on, you know, chilly. I wanted to have you on for a few reasons. One to talk about, of course, how food intersects with sports, but also from my own personal perspective, a lot of my viewers of the show I hosted, Restaurant Hunter, have been asking me over and over, when are you going to be on TV? What's taking you so long? And you as a television producer can speak to the fact that TV is a slow moving creature. I know we've talked about some projects. I won't get into specifics. And it's not stuff that happens overnight snail's pace stuff yeah snail's pace uh guys it takes a really long time you know uh example you know uh, my guy get out jordan peele he wrote that get out movie probably seven years before it actually made it onto the big screen uh sometimes these things just take a long time so you know give rob a little time he'll be back for you guys i promise he'll be back because that's the thing there's a difference between working say like as a news reporter like oh, i used yeah. to where you, you apply for a job and yeah. you get the job and you start when you're trying to do a tv show there's so much pitching and selling and mm-hmm. so many people that need to approve mm-hmm. it and maybe they approve a crumb of it like mm-hmm. hey go make a pilot mm-hmm. and then you make a pilot and then you mm-hmm. wait and you see what happens there's so many things so anyway uh good to hear somebody else speak to the challenges time, at hand there now some of what i want to talk to you about today our game day eats, which is kind of interesting because being an athlete, you didn't get to always eat game day eats. You were mm-hmm. playing in the games and now you're not. So mm-hmm. you get to sit on your couch and enjoy games and go to games and all that kind of stuff. And so we're going to play a little game that we play on the show. It's called Tell Me I'm Right. Tell Me I'm Wrong. I'll throw some hot takes at you and you do just you that. If, um, if you're right or if you're wrong. All right. All right. First one. When people think of Super Bowl food things to eat during the big game. One of the first things that, that people think of are wings, specifically buffalo wings. Absolutely. But the best wings you can eat during a game are not buffalo wings. I'm sorry. They are Korean 
chicken wings. Korean chicken wings are so much better than buffalo wings. Buffalo wings, I, I don't hate them, mm -hmm. but they kind of taste a little bit that sauce, like acid reflux. <laughs> and a Korean chicken wing, when done right, it's that perfectly fried, mm -hmm. crisp texture. It's one of the best pieces of fried chicken you can have, period. And you get that often that that soy ginger you get a little sweet you get a little spicy uh, you, you know or or even like a thai wing you get that, mm -hmm. that fish sauce that mm -hmm. that that umami punch mm -hmm. i mean i'm sorry but like korean or i'll throw thai in there too korean wings thai wings yeah always better than buffalo wings tell me i'm right tell me i'm wrong i think you're right and to take it a step further you know you know like i was in japan had really good wings right i think uh you know, the way that we do wings maybe here in America, especially like the commercialized wing, you know, if you're going to like a big, big box wing store, uh, you're getting kind of a, a different product. But like you're saying, a good Thai wing is probably one of the best things you could eat in terms of chicken and not even, the you know, chicken wings. Like you said, like they fry the heck out of a chicken, right? They, it's probably the best fried chicken that you could get other Korean than my fried mom's chicken house is so good yeah oh, so it's, good it's delicious it's it's like that crackly shell yeah i don't know how they get that that crisp out of it you know it's kind of incredible how they're able to do that a lot of times when you get good fried chicken with that shell it, it it's like it's like a double fry mm. or like with french fries as well too mm. they'll get like par par fried if you will so uh -huh. and then they'll get like a second second go around in the in the uh the fry later mm. that helps sometimes but interesting Sticking with buffalo wings, mm -hmm. if you are going to do buffalo wings, most people will do them with blue cheese, but I'm sorry, the superior dip is ranch. Ranch dressing is so much better mm -hmm. to me when it comes to buffalo wings than blue cheese. Blue cheese, it's, it's a little funky. Mm -hmm. I'm not a huge fan. And ranch is one of those things that's universally good. Absolutely. Like, like, tell me I'm right, tell me I'm wrong. I, I think you're absolutely right. Um, Man, I think I've never I've never actually even had a blue cheese dipped wing like that's kind of strange to me. I, I didn't know that the market for blue cheese wings was that such like everyone that I know eats uh, wings with ranch. Really? So, yeah, yeah. Like I've very. See, I thought I was people... throwing like serious hot takes at you. And oh, you're no, like, no, yeah, no, no. yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. you're on are, board. These are, you know, <laughs> these are softballs, man. You know, these are softballs. All right. Let's try this one. OK, so let's say you're going to a game. I am going to a game in my sitting like in like a cool suite no, am no, i amongst no, no. the people okay, so you're going to a game not at one of these high-tech fancy uh, new stadiums you're okay. going like old Lambo. school maybe, you're maybe or maybe you're going like to a high school game uh, okay? okay let's keep it really simple mm -hmm. all right you're going to a high school game maybe mm -hmm. you're going to go see a friend's mm -hmm. kid play or whatever and your options are generic they're the things you expect hamburgers hot dogs mm -hmm. whatever the safest thing you can get at a concession stand that is not the, a luxe concession stand is the chicken tender. The chicken tender is even when it's bad, it's kind of good. It even if it's that commercial uh, frozen product, mm -hmm. it's got that crust on the outside that's just kind of it's it's salty and it's got just all this flavor to it and. You know, whereas a hot dog, you can have a pretty bad hot dog. And a hamburger, you can have a like the, the sliding scale on hamburgers, it's it's wide. But mm -hmm. but a chicken tender is always safe. Tell me I'm right, tell me I'm wrong. I think I'm gonna have to tell you you're wrong here because really? I love a good hot dog. It doesn't even have to be a good hot dog. Uh it could be a very mediocre hot dog, and I would take that over a mediocre chicken strip. So if we're talking levels of mediocrity here, I would much <laughs> rather have a mediocre hot dog over a mediocre chicken strip. 
just because, you know, I, I don't know how long or where that thing's been. I know with the hot dog, like they whipped it out, they boiled it or you like sure threw about it that? in the microwave. You've, have you walked the streets of New York and had a dirty water dog? I have not. I mean, those things. What are, is a dirty water dog? Uh, okay. So it's a little bit of a rite of passage. If you're okay. walking through New York, you'll see these carts all over the city. Uh-huh. And uh, the dirty water dog carts, it's these it's hot dog carts where literally the, the hot dogs are sitting in that boiling water. But it's not boiling all day. Uh-huh. It's just sitting in this water all day. And it's an adventure whether you're going to have a good hot dog or maybe, you know, have a have an issue later that you got to run to the bathroom for. The dirty water dog is 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 a very hit or miss prospect on a usually on a stale bun. Ah. I've never had a bad hot dog in New York, so I think I'm a fan of the dirty water okay. dog. You know, maybe I, you know, I might be the slight New Yorker in my no, you, soul, perhaps. You no, know, so. you know, it is a very New York. Th- I'm not anti dirty water dog. Most of them are pretty good. Most of them are sabrettes, which have that nice casing on the yeah. outside that snap. But all too often, like. Uh, Hot dog can be kind of hit or miss. A, a hamburger can be way hit yeah, or miss. Yeah, don't play with the, the hamburger. Way yeah, hit yeah, or miss. Yeah. But but a chicken tender to me is so safe. But all right, hot dog, that's fair. Yeah, fair. I'm more of a hot dog guy. There's more you could do there, you know. So All right, next one. The best tailgate food. It's a party sub. It's a party sub because, one, it can be pre-assembled. Uh-huh. Two, there's no heavy equipment or cleanup you need to really do if you're doing it there, uh-huh. you know, look, I love grilling. I, I, I applaud people who think it's a great idea to, to barbecue mm-hmm. to do that for a tailgate. But that's work. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And, and and I just I don't want to do the work. I want to go enjoy a game. I want to rob. rob and, and, gotta... and, and look, it can be served room temp, mm-hmm. the party sub. Right. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you don't have to worry about keeping it warm or anything like that. And there's just endless possibilities. Oh, you want to go salty? Bring on those Italian meats, right? Yeah. Oh, you want to get some roast beef in there? Maybe throw a little chimichurri on, get a little fancy. There's, there's so many ways you could go with a party sub. Tell me mm-hmm. I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. I hate to do this to you, Rob, but I'm going to have to tell you you're wrong for one reason. Okay. All right. We're not going to a tailgate to have this easy experience. You're going to the tailgate to have that, you know, like on location, like I want to go. I want to go into the tailgate and I want to like have that big fat guy make me some stuff out of his, uh, you know, out of his barbecue pit. Like, so you're I, okay. I get it. If, if somebody else is doing the work. Uh, okay. Now. Okay. See, but, but if, so it's you now you're on it. You so I'm on the, chef I'm Darian, the you make it a party sub or are you barbecuing? For the people I'm going to barbecue for the, <laughs> for the tailgate, like, you know, purists, I'm going to, Throw on the barbecue grill and I'm going to make some, you know, some great meats and we're going to do the thing. You know, we're going to do the thing. OK. OK. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, I want to segue a little bit. You spent uh, many of your formative years living in New Orleans, correct? Shouts. Love it. Yeah. One of the so, best places in the world. One of the best places in the world for food. So yeah. I feel like I've got to segue a little bit there. And if we're going to talk sandwiches, I'm sure you've had a few po'boys in your time. Nothing better. Nothing better when done right. Now yeah. I think now I th- I used to think the best type of po boy you could get was the fried shrimp. But then a couple of years ago I was introduced to the roast beef with debris gravy. Mm. And for people that don't know the debris gravy, uh-huh. the debris gravy is a very special thing. It is that rich just punch of beef in your face. Mm-hmm. To me if if you're going real traditional 
New Orleans po' boy. Mm-hmm. It's got to be the roast beef with debris gravy. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, have you ever had a hot sausage sandwich? Uh, I've had a not a not in a po' boy form. Okay. I. So what's the. Is a. Can I not classify a hot sausage sandwich? What if it's on the on the same kind of bun there? You know, like does it have to be on that bun to be considered a po' boy? I, I, you know, where 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 are uh, lines of demarcation here? Yeah, I think I think it to me. Well, and this was going to segue to my next one, so I'm going to actually mash up to two points in one, which is the key to a good po' boy is the bread. It, the bread every makes time. It, I see a lot of things falsely classified in the north mm-hmm. as po' boys mm-hmm. because it's like a fried shrimp sandwich north. and it's like <laughs> no but the bread it's just like no 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 it's gotta yeah. be first off i think i'm saying it right here leidenheimer mm-hmm. the bakery out Absolutely. of new orleans yeah. that that bakery is, is it leidenheimer or leidenheimer uh, uh you know i'm I'm, I guess I'm gonna butcher it just like you are so i'm gonna let you do that anyway <laughs> That bread, it's like how do I describe it? It's 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 kind of like French bread adjacent, but it's got this like texture to it. It's yeah. just kind of like flaky. flaky. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's not this like moist kind of like you it's, can't it's have crusty. Yeah. It's like it's like it would actually be the perfect bread to make stuffing out of. Honestly, never even thought about that, but you're kind of right there. Uh, but it but it's all about that bread. So if your sausage is on that bread. Mm-hmm. And it's got maybe a little remoulade and gotta have lettuce and that. tomato and some pickles. Mm. And that, that, that's probably a po' boy, so, right? So I'm going to go then with the hot sausage uh, okay. sandwich po' boy for all my New Orleans natives. They're going to know what I'm talking about. Hot sausage sandwiches all day. There it is. With a little bit of lettuce, a little bit of like uh, kind of like the stringy kind of stripped lettuce, a couple big slices of tomatoes. That's all you need. Okay. So I can't I can't argue with you because you, <laughs> you, you know the food better than I do. Uh, now, I will say this. When you're talking about New Orleans, beignets are fantastic. But here's a really hot take. Hit me. Powdered sugar distracts from the beignet. Oh. I just can't. The the mounds of powdered sugar. <laughs> you might be right. It's like, it's, it's just too much. Like, I want that fried dough. I and then it's like, it's all over the place. It's getting yeah. all over you. It's just like, it looks like you've been bathing in like talcum powder or yeah. something like, yeah. or, or doing something you really shouldn't be doing. <laughs> it's just this, this white powder flying everywhere. I, I just, I don't know. It's overkill, the powdered sugar. Tell me I'm right. Tell me I'm wrong. It, it feels bad saying that you shouldn't have the, uh, the, the powdered sugar there on a, uh, what are we talking about? Beignet? On, on the beignet, but you may be right. I've never had one without the powdered sugar, but there may be something too. Or just go light on it. Just a little. Oh, you can't go light on things. I don't want a pile of powdered yeah, sugar right. on that thing. You got to go big or go home, okay? Even in a small town like New Orleans, you know, you got to throw all the, uh, <laughs> you got to throw all your, your, your powdered sugar on there. But I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and, and say you, you may be right on that one. You know, I, I want to try it. Okay. But I could, I, I, many a times I've had beignets and I've been like, that was a little bit much, you know, with the, with the powdered sugar. But I've never had the audacity to claim that they should stop. Well, let's know? stop. Let's just ease it up. Let's lay, lay off. Lay off. Okay. One last thing. I end every show. Usually I do this after I do the interview. But I'm going to do it with you because you're an L.A. guy. Maybe yeah. you could play off of me on this one. I end every show on a dining tip. And since we're out mm. on the West Coast, I'm going to end it with an L.A. dining tip. Mm-hmm. The, my, the place I'm going to recommend is called Republique. Have okay. you been? 
I have not. Where's it at? Republic. It's, oh gosh, it's near the La Brea Tar Pits. I know that because I ate there before going with my family two years ago to the La Brea Tar Pits. It's an all day place. So you Mm -hmm. can go breakfast, lunch, dinner, but dinner, it's more formal. It's a formal dining room. You sit down, breakfast, you order at the counter. And Mm -hmm. first off, the space it's it looks almost like a like a medieval sort of setup, but mm-hmm. it but it like got crossed with like a modern day coffee shop. Like Interesting. It's, it's this really cool setup. It's very open. You can see the workspaces, so you see people making bread all day and things. It's really cool, mm-hmm. and it's that that LA thing where like you're standing in line like you would anywhere else to order at a counter, and in my case, I'm standing in line and literally in front of me ordering is Henry Winkler. <laughs> Like the Fonz is like in front of me and he's like talking to the person at the register because he's a regular. And (laughs) this was right before Barry, you know, the show Barry was about to like drop. Uh And he's like talking about this new show he's in, which now I think he won an Emmy for it. for Supporting actor, if I'm not mistaken. And and my daughter had come up to me to yell at me because I was about to place the wrong order for her. And she's like, Dad, I want waffles. And of course, Henry Winkler turns around and kind of (laughs) smiles. And I'm like, oh, gosh. But the food there, the breakfast, it's like what I got, for instance, was very simple, mm-hmm. like something you can get anywhere. It was uh, it was a sunny side up egg with um, a, like a like a personal size baguette uh-huh. and some homemade butter and some homemade jam. Mm-hmm. And to me, what what makes a restaurant great is when they can do something you could have anywhere and elevate it. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't even elevated because was nothing fancy. Mm-hmm. But that baguette was like the best baguette ever. Mm-hmm. And that butter was the best butter ever. And uh-huh. that jam was the best jam ever. And you're mm-hmm. like, like, this is the perfect version of that. Absolutely. And so the minute I had, I'm like, oh, Republic, like that is like, I mean, it look, it's, it's a place it gets written up a lot. I'm not, yeah. I'm not breaking news here, but yeah. LA dining tip Republic, definitely, definitely, definitely check them out. Darian, uh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, let me, let me go in and just say LA dining tip. Hit one of these taco trucks, you know. These taco trucks are like oh, absolutely, the like the best tacos you're ever gonna find. They're amazing, um, and there's a really good ramen spot in Culver City off of I can't remember National and Motor, and it's probably the best ramen you're gonna get outside of Japan. I've been to Japan, I've been there, uh, and I think it's excellent. Try that place. I don't know the name of it. I'll text it to you. Maybe you could put it in the show notes or something. Listen, ramen. On a night like this, Perfect. sounds pretty good. It's, <laughs> it's it's February in LA, and it's it's probably about fifty five degrees out right now. It's crisp. Darian, thank you so much, and thank you so much for listening. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Rob Patron TV. Let me know what you think of the show and share your food hot takes with me. And I'm going to do an episode soon where I answer listener hot takes. So please send them my way. And of course, make sure to follow, subscribe, bookmark, whatever you do on your podcast listening service of choice so you don't miss any new episodes. Hot takes on a plate is on them all. And if you can rate us, please do five stars, of course. And tell your friends, share if you like what you just heard. We want to grow this thing as much as we can. Hot takes on a plate is part of the Believe Podcast Network. That's B-L-E-A-V. Check them out at BLEAV.com, the number one podcast network for professionals. If you believe in hot takes on a plate, we'll see you next week. I'm Rob Patron. Till next time, ciao.